The AAPA conference is coming up May 18th through 22nd in Houston. I'm so sad that I will not be there, but some of my favorite people will be. So I want to make sure that y'all know who to look out for. So if you're heading down to the conference, make sure you go by the Blueprint and Rosh Review table. They're giving away all kinds of stuff stethoscopes, seats in the review course. They're talking about how Rosh Review has joined Blueprint and what that looks like. But definitely go stop by, say hi, get some swag, tell them I said hello, uh, and it'll be a really good time. I'm sure y'all will have an awesome time in Houston. Make sure you go to Torchy's Tacos, my absolute favorite, and spend some time in the exhibit hall exploring we know that I love Rosh Review um, by Blueprint, and they have so many great resources. So whether you're looking for QBanks, pants review courses, now is the time. And usually there's some special stuff, so go check it out. Are you ready for some live editing of personal statements? This is from a webinar we did recently. It's also on YouTube, but we love going through essays in real time and talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club Podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. That was slightly dramatic for an intro, I have to admit, but I do love live editing and we're editing so many personal statements right now. If I edit your essay, it will have a lot of comments and some good, some bad, you know, a mix of everything. But in today's episode, we will go through some essays and talk about what should be in there. We'll talk about mistakes, kind of get into what your essay should be focusing on. We're almost at the end of May and uh, that's crazy, like halfway through the year. But if you are still struggling with your personal statement, that needs to be done. Like, we got to wrap it up. It is time. Can't procrastinate anymore. So we have a lot of personal statement resources beyond the podcast. We have worksheets on the website that can help you kind of brainstorm. We have the personal statement guide on Amazon you can use to go through. And it has examples and really goes through everything. And... Uh, then we edit personal statements also. And don't forget you can use the code FUTUREPA on the paplatform.com for help with any of that. Uh, we have lots of stuff on social media, but essentially you got to find some time, got to do it. It's not super fun, but got to make it happen. So we'll jump into today's episode. I wanted to remind you that we do have a webinar coming up on interview prep because it is time to start kind of transitioning into thinking about that. So that'll be on Thursday, June 8th at 8 p.m. Uh, we'll put the sign up in the description for that so that you'll have access. And there will be a replay. It will be on YouTube if you can't be there live. But wanted to make you aware of that. Um, another cool thing coming up, which I need to talk more about, is MAPTCon. So we are planning an in-person conference in conjunction with MAPT, which I'll be talking about more as well. Um, it's an online free application tracker. It has a great GPA calculator and experience details and stuff that you can enter. Um, so there'll be a link for that in the description. But 
MAPSCON is going to be an in-person pre-health conference. Lots of schools will be there, resources. We'll have so many great pre-PA talks, and you can check all that out at mappedcon.com. I will be speaking. I will be there. I would love to meet as many of you as possible. It's in Baltimore on October 7th. There is some stuff going on on October 6th and 8th as well. Um, but signups are live for that, and you can use the code PA platform for $25 off. And we would love to see you there. So, all right, let's jump into today's episode and start talking about some personal statements. I also didn't realize quite how long this webinar was, so this will be split into two parts uh, just to keep it at a reasonable amount of time so that you're not listening for two hours. Um, I think you're going to get a good handle on my pet peeves that I have when it comes to editing essays. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, there's some stuff that just I like to correct when I go through essays. Um, But I also like to point out the good stuff. So these essays, I would say, were all are fairly good to start with. Um, I really didn't change anything in them or do anything. And these are like exactly what was submitted. So kind of to talk you through this process, when we are editing essays, uh, you send them to us and we send them to a coach anonymously um, or, you know, I get them. I don't know anything about you. And we, we don't know your stats. We don't know anything about your background. Um, And that's for a couple of reasons. When your application goes through this process, every school is going to do this differently. Some schools will have the same person looking at your entire application and reading your essay and doing all of that at once. Some um, some programs will have kind of like a screening where they go through, make sure you hit you match all of all the stat blah match all the stats they're looking for so that you've checked all the boxes, you have the GPA, you have the classes, all that. So after you've done that step is when then they look at your experience more, they look at your essay more. So all that to say, the person who reads your essay may or may not have background on your experience and what else is on your application. They might be going into it blindly just knowing that, okay, this person checks all the boxes, they've done what they need to do, so let me read their essay and see if there's somebody that we want to interview. Um, they may also just honestly not have the time to go back through your through your whole application. An application usually ends up being anywhere from 25 to 35, 40 pages long. It is a lot of stuff, and it can be very uh, time intensive to just have to sift through all that, to look at your classes, to look at your experience, especially if they're trying to reference something from your essay. Um, and honestly, they're probably not going to do that when they are getting thousands and hundreds of applications and essays that they have to read. So, um, that is kind of why we do the process the way we do it. We're going to edit, um, content's the big one, like making sure your content's on track, that you're answering the questions we want you to answer, um, looking at flow, looking at grammar stuff, but mainly content. Let me check my, uh, housekeeping (laughs) rules here. So if you see anything from Michelle or Emily in the chat, they're with me, um, and they will point you in the right direction, give you links, give you resources, 
that you can use and you'll find helpful. We'll email some of that out afterwards also. This session is being recorded, so if you can't hang out with us, um, you'll get an email with the replay so that you can watch it later, and um, it doesn't expire. You can watch it whenever you want. Um, so, yes, yeah, so this will be recorded, and then we'll try to get it on YouTube also. Um, if there is any issues with internet or lagging, try refreshing, try using Google Chrome. We found those things work the best. And um, got a private question about, is there a link where we can submit our personal statement for editing? Yes. Um, so we, I don't know if I have it in here. Let me check. Um, no, I don't see it. So we'll get um, the email, or sorry, the link for essay editing put in the chat. Um, and it'll go out in the email afterwards also. So turnaround time's about three to four days from when you send your essay in. Um, we do also edit experience details, COVID essays, if that's a thing this year, and supplemental applications. And we'll be doing some sessions on that also. Uh, but tonight we are focused on personal statements. So we do, we've kind of tried to plan out some upcoming webinars. We don't have the links for those yet, but you will see them. Um, coming out in your email. So be on the lookout. On March 19th, we're just going to do like a Q&A. We, after last session, felt there were a lot of still questions about personal statements that hadn't been answered. So you can join us on March 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern for a cast button personal statement question and answer. You can send questions ahead of time to info at the paplatform.com or bring your questions with you, and we will try to answer as many as possible. We try to keep our sessions to around an hour. I want to respect y'all's time. Uh, also, when I do them on Sundays, I got to work tomorrow, so got to go to bed um, at some point. But we'll make sure that we get as much answered as possible. And then we are going to do like a big CASPA walkthrough boot camp session on uh, what day is that? April 23rd tentatively. So that should be kind of getting you ready for the actual application and what to expect. And I'm doing a webinar with AAPA on March 20th. Um, usually they cap theirs pretty early as far as how many people can attend. Um, so make sure you're following on Instagram. Um, I'm just the PA platform on there to sign up for those. Um, and we'll let you know about anything else coming up as it happens. So um, so somebody said, is there a link for experiences in COVID review as well? It's all under that essay review. So we just do it by characters. So like if you just want the COVID essay, you just choose the one with the least amount of characters, which is under 2,500. If you want everything edited, you can kind of bundle all that together. You can submit it in one document. Just make sure you're choosing the right number of characters that you need edited, including spaces. Um, and if you have any questions, just email us and we'll help you out. Uh, we also have the PA school personal statement guide. If you're still struggling, this has a lot of examples in it um, and just kind of guidance about writing your essay steps, uh, talk about brainstorming content, editing mistakes. There's some checklists in here, examples, lots of stuff. So that is on the website or Amazon, which is quicker shipping than me. All right. Let's get into it. Okay, so we're about to jump into essays. And um, a couple things that I want you all to like think about. So as we're going through these essays, when we get to the end, we want to keep the prompt in mind. So explain why you're interested in becoming a physician assistant. 
We have 5,000 characters, including spaces, to answer that. That's about a page and a paragraph single-spaced. At the end of our essays that we're going to read, I want y'all to be considering and answering, do you feel like you know why this person wants to be a PA? Do you feel that they have a good, solid understanding of the PA profession and that they feel confident and you feel confident that they will complete PA school and be an effective provider as a PA? Um, and can you tell that this person is passionate about becoming a PA? This is really, really what they want to do. So those are the things I kind of want you to be thinking about. But as we go through this, I want you all to edit with me and put your thoughts and comments in the chat. Um, the good, the bad, we can be, uh, you know, there's good, but we also want to be critical and, and thinking through some of this. So um, let's go. Um, someone said, can we sign up through the AAPA if I'm a member? You should get emails about it. I don't think it's exclusive to members, but um, yes, you should get emails. So definitely sign up. All right. Yeah. And Emily said, keep your, if you can keep your questions in the chat, that's really where we monitor the most. The Q&A really doesn't give us a great way to like make sure we're getting all the questions. Um, so recommend the chat for questions. I, I tested my screen share ahead of time to make sure this was going to work and it did. So let me make sure I choose the right one. Ta-da. Okay. Can y'all see that? If you're on a, um, you know, phone or something, it may be very small, but again, you can always look back later um, and kind of check in. So essay number one, here we go. I get all my window. I have a lot of windows open. So we're going to answer it. I see some of these questions coming up and we're going to answer some of these. All right. So this first person is kind of our traditional applicant. They have a kind of average GPA. Can you all see my mouse? It's over here. Okay, perfect. So they have kind of an average GPA here, 3.48. Clinical hours, you know, good amount of hours. So done some scribing in the ER, hour, some hours as a medical assistant, some volunteering, planning on taking the GRE. So we know a little bit. We know that this is their first time applying and um, yeah, so that's all we have to go on. All right, so please explain why you're interested in being a PA. So the first thing that I always do is get a character count, which y'all can't see. It's not letting me show you up here, but um, like I'm in Google Drive right now. And if you go to tools and word count, you can display it while you're typing. Um, and again, it's not gonna show y'all, but down at the bottom, I can see how many characters there are. And then I can just highlight this first essay. Ah, there we go. And we can do it up here so y'all can see. It'll show me that this is 4,595 characters. So that leaves us a little bit of room if we need it uh, when we're going through this. Going back to the top. So one thing to keep in mind for CASPA is that tabs do not work. So we will not be able to use any tabs in CASPA. The best way to do this is to do a double enter in between paragraphs. So a lot of times that's the first thing I do is just get the formatting right for submitting. Tabs don't transfer, special characters don't transfer. 
things like italic, bold, what else, underline, none of that is going to work when you try to um, copy your essay over. Okay, so let's read this intro together and then we'll talk about it. Um, here we go. A sharp knock interrupted the conversation in the car. After a brief moment of silence, chaos erupted. We were being robbed. My uncle hurriedly emptied his pockets under the threat of guns. Okay, this like automatically has my attention. Um, that's, you know, a lot. Okay. Suddenly, there was a bang and my aunt yelled out. A bullet had grazed her arm, causing a steady flow of blood. My five-year-old cousin, Aliza, was lying unconscious in her arms. I jumped to action, wrapping my dupata around my aunt's arm as a makeshift tourniquet. My uncle passed Aliza to me, shouting, she's not responding, wake her up. I shook her, called out her name, checked her pulse, and searched for the bleeding site, but my efforts were futile. Despite our frantic calls for help, nobody came to our aid. The closest hospital was an hour away, and the ambulance was stuck in traffic as nobody yielded to the emergency vehicle. By the time it reached us, my cousin had passed away. Okay, that's a lot. That's... Um, definitely has some shock value, um, that, you know, I think could be kind of triggering to some, like I have a four-year-old and that is a lot to hear. Um, but this is a good personal experience. The one thing that I will be kind of looking for, and I think I know where this person's going is how this brought them to the PA profession or to medicine, how it impacted their future actions. Um, clearly this was a very meaningful experience that they wanted to share. One thing that I think would be helpful here would be some context of age of the writer. So there's, you're going to have a very different outlook and response, whether you are, you know, an eight-year-old versus an 18-year-old, and then your actions moving forward from that are going to be different. So having context for your reader is very important so that they can follow along. I think somebody asked, uh, maybe in the other part, is it better to go in chronological order or importance order? Um, and I prefer chronological order. I think it's easier to follow the kind of story if it just flows very well and you're not kind of jumping back and forth. So um, depending on when this is, that may be the case that this is chronological. Um, if we're looking at, we'll, we'll get into some wording stuff a little bit, but um, not too much here. So there's some excessive words. So a bullet had grazed her arm. So you can probably just say like a bullet grazed her arm. Um, you can take that hat out. And then I think down here, like down, what part was it? Um, you know, this part you could probably take out, like you could just say the ambulance was stuff stuck in traffic, like not that nobody yielded, um, and take that part out. So, um, let's see, what are some thoughts on the other pages? No questions here, guys, questions in the chat. Um, is great. Do you think in order for to be a good personal statement, we need a storytelling intro like this? 
Um, not necessarily. I think story. Okay, so I do want stories and I do want examples included, but you don't necessarily have to um, tell them in this way. Like you can simplify it a lot. And so it, that's going to be more of like a style and what you feel comfortable with um, as to how descriptive you are and how much you share. So then the next question, do you recommend being that vulnerable? It depends. It just depends on how it relates to you becoming a PA and what you're comfortable with. Anything you put in your essay could come up in an interview. So if it's not something you feel comfortable talking about, don't include it um, because you know, that it's going to be weird if they bring it up and you're like, I don't want to talk about that when you're the one who introduced it. And that does happen. All right. So let's, let's keep moving. Next paragraph. Okay. When the shock and adrenaline from the event wore off, the grief and outrage set in. If the ambulance had arrived earlier or if there was a closer hospital, could she have survived? This childhood tragedy resonated with me and made me aware of the lack of healthcare infrastructure in Pakistan and sparked my interest in healthcare. It made me aware of the various healthcare barriers people face, such as crime, violence, finances, and geographic location. Okay, so we learned some stuff here. We learn some kind of personal background, where this person was, um, a little insight into that. Um, I think this could potentially be shortened into like one to two sentences and added to the previous previous paragraph if we needed to, to save characters. Um, but this does kind of show us where that original interest in healthcare came from. One technique, if your essay is over on characters and you're struggling with that, look for these types of situations. Um, so places where there are and or or statements. So when the shock and adrenaline, the grief and outrage, I'm just going to highlight some of these so we can talk about them. Um, if the ambulance had arrived earlier or there was a, a closer hospital, not saying that any of this is bad, um, it's perfectly fine, but when we're looking at, okay, how do we make this shorter? If you have anything that's like a list or these multiple descriptors, you can shorten and take those out and save on characters. So, so we could just say when the shot from the event wore off, the grief set in. Okay. And it, it has the same meaning, like it's a little different, but it's ultimately, it's not changing anything overall in your essay. So those are just some things. I mean, I see a lot of people struggling with getting their essay shorter. And usually there's a lot of statements like this in it where we're just using a lot of extra words that you can cut if needed. Okay, I'm going to get this on the same page. There we go. Okay. Do, do, do. So 11 years later, I was drawn to becoming a medical scribe at an emergency department with a large low-income demographic because I noticed similar healthcare barriers in the United States, and I am passionate about working towards helping patients overcome these barriers. A common theme I noticed in the ED was patients sharing that the exorbitant price of medications prevented them from following treatment, causing them to return for preventable issues. 
I became inspired by how the medical providers would go above and beyond to help patients overcome this financial barrier so patients can receive high quality care. I am eager to emulate this behavior as a physician assistant by being transparent when patients ask me questions about costs and directing them towards more cost-effective methods regardless of their socioeconomic status. Okay, there's a lot there. What do we, any thoughts? What are we thinking? Anything, anything? The chat is very quiet. Okay, so this 11 years later part here, this gives us a little bit of context, but it still doesn't give us enough to know, like, is this person in college, out of college? Like, where are we at? Um, so I think I would want still a little bit more context there. So condensing, maybe running on a little bit. Okay, I want to hear about the experience. No mention of PA yet. Um, what if we don't have a shocking story like that one? That's totally fine. Define the roles of a PA better. Okay. So, okay, this is the one I like. They could be more specific about why PA versus any other medical profession. And that's the main thing that I'm getting here. Um, yes, I don't know how specifically the PAs would help as opposed to a pharmacist. And that's a good catch, Destiny. Yes, for the emergency department, she might want to put ED afterwards since they use it later in the paragraph. Correct. So y'all y'all have nailed it. Um, very good. So here we would want, if you're going to use that abbreviation later, we want to add it there. PA is done correctly down here. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's that late for mentioning PA, but I do think the sooner the better. Um, I really like it when PA is mentioned very early in the essay. Um, and yes, after you write this out, physician assistant once and add PA, you can use PA, just the abbreviation, the rest of the time, totally fine. Um, so yes, Kimberly, I agree. How did their personal experience with low socioeconomic status inspire PA? Exactly. Um, yes, and agree too. Why not public health, healthcare administration, social work? Y'all are like nailing this. Um, because I like skimmed this, but I didn't get in the weeds very much. This is a great experience. So scribe in an emergency department in an area that has needs. Great. Love the area discussing that. Um, and this is something that commonly happens in essays. I see this all the time, every single year. Um, we get away from the prompt of why PA and why PA for you. And we start getting into what you want to do to fix medicine and fix healthcare, which it's hard because that's a great thing. Like that is an absolutely great goal. There's plenty of things that need fixed in medicine. I feel like over the past however many nine years I've been doing this, I constantly were adjusting what we're doing and having ideas and trying things to make things easier and better for patients. Um, but this is not the place to include that. Um, you can discuss it some if there's space, but we got a lot to talk about before we get to this. Like, I need to know how you were introduced to the PA profession, um, what was appealing about it, why it resonates with you. And like others have said, this is not specific to PAs. A lot of people can do this role. Nurses can do this role. You can do this role as a, a patient care tech, a medical assistant, um, social work, public health, 
administration, there's lots of ways if you're just trying to increase patient access to do that outside of being a PA. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to keep up with the chat a little bit and see where we're at. Okay, so we'll get into how to explain YPA better. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so I like the sentiment. And this is where I'm not saying that there's not ever a place to discuss this because you may get the opportunity in supplementals. Um, it is common for a supplemental to ask, you know, what are your goals as a PA? Where do you see yourself in five, 10 years? What do you want to do as a PA? And that would be the time to go into detail about this a little bit more and share what your plans are and what you would like to do in that setting. So we still, I wouldn't say have exactly their YPA yet. We have their Y medicine. They wanna, they, you know, I, I fully believe this person wants to help people and has great goals for that. Um, but I don't think we've gotten into their, their Y for PA quite yet. All right, so moving on. My passion for contributing to overcoming healthcare barriers led me to work at a COVID-19 testing site during a severe need for testing kits and healthcare workers. Working during such an unprecedented time where I was seeing an upward of 500 patients a day, I realized that I thrive during fast-paced and challenging situations. From this experience, I realized that providing high-quality patient care while paying attention to detail as a PA in a fast-paced environment would be the perfect fit for me. So again, like, why is this specific to as a PA? Um, and yeah, give me y'all's thoughts. Uh, if the COVID essay still exists in this upcoming cycle, I would try to keep all discussion there unless it's something like very specific to pushing you towards the PA profession. Otherwise, like this honestly could also just be an experience details. Like I'm not seeing why this specific example is like, such a big meaningful reason for your YPA. Um, does anyone know the worst four letter word in the alf in the in the dictionary in the world? Do you know the the worst four letter word? Because I will tell you, and it's one that I take out all the time. That it's just not necessary. So if we you know take that out, I realized I thrive. It's totally fine. Saves characters. I realized. Providing high quality patient care while paying attention to detail. You know, we just don't need that. Um, yeah, that. I hate that. So that's one of my biggest pet peeves. And then we get into some nitpicky stuff with like multiple, um, or what's the word? Like repetitive wording. So I realized, I realized like we can just mix it up a little bit more. Um, yeah, so I, I'm getting, you know, vibes that this person may want to be an emergency medicine PA, um, but they don't necessarily say that yet. So anyway, like, yeah, I like that they're using specific examples, but I think somebody else said like the timeline, the flow, it's not quite there. And we're about to like really kind of, I think, get into that with this one. Um, we're not sending out people's essays. We won't be sending this out as a Word document to anyone. Um, okay. So my dad passed away my last semester of college after a 12-year-long battle with cancer. Um, again, being very vulnerable, which I appreciate. I mean, I think, 
the more you share and, and having those experiences makes you more relatable to patients. Um, so anyway, the impact that his PA's time and dedication has had on our family has inspired me to go the extra mile for all my patients as a PA. Her time and dedication as she supported my whole family by helping my dad with financial assistance packets, gaining acceptance into clinical trials, and helping to overcome the language barrier made my family's struggle against cancer easier. As a PA, I'm eager to have this long-lasting impact on my patients and their families in the future. So that's super sweet and definitely shows um, familiarity with the PA profession. Um, this brings up my question of like, is this where you found out about the PA profession and where you were introduced to it? Could you say that more clearly? And could that be said sooner in your essay? Like, I think this could be moved up um, to kind of after you've talked about your other experience that led you into medicine, if that makes sense chronologically. Um, this is, okay, so one thing that's interesting to me about this too is a lot of this stuff is like really nice kind of things, but it doesn't necessarily show me that you have an understanding of what PAs do. Again, these are things that a lot of people in any medical profession can do. Um, so I'd like to see a little bit more about like how she was involved in the treatment or the education and how maybe she worked with the doctor. I haven't seen any mention of the collaborative relationship between PAs and physicians yet. Um, so I really can't say, I, I think you do have a good understanding of what a PA does, but I can't hundred percent say like, yes, you absolutely know what a PA does um, from what I've read so far. So that's some, some things I would, I would change and add there if possible. Um, Let's see. Okay. I typically don't recommend uh, mentioning specialties in a personal statement. Most PA programs are primary care based and will train you kind of as a generalist. And so um, usually they're looking for people who are kind of more interested in that as well. And so if you kind of pigeonhole yourself into a specialty, depending on who your reader is, that can potentially back. Um, okay, cool. So let's keep going. Move this down so we can see the whole thing. Okay. So my healthcare experiences taught me the significance of advocacy. I helped my family through my dad's fight against cancer by serving as translator and preparer. I learned to navigate language and medical literacy barriers that commonly exist in immigrant families. When his oncologist first pushed for hospice care, my dad and I protested and implored him to find another treatment, causing him to include my dad in another clinical trial. Once an 18 year old checked into the ED with complaints of numbness in her legs. I overheard another employee comment that the girl was simply fat and lazy and wanted an excuse to miss work. The provider needs to send her home instead of doing a lumbar puncture. Despite my uneasiness, I spoke up saying that the lumbar puncture was necessary for the symptoms presented. The results from the puncture came back indicative of cancer, reminding me of the importance of advocacy. Okay, so these are good examples. Um, they just feel a little bit random and like disjointed. I think they definitely show this person's kindness and compassion. Um, but I think it might be more effective to just like stick with one example here um versus trying to use both of those and there's not really like a transition here 
and they don't really relate to one another. Um, so I think that could be reworked a little bit and probably just, I would stick with one and try to optimize that example um, versus fitting both of these in here. Um, yeah, so, okay, no, those are a little okay. So that'll be my thoughts there. And then let's get to our conclusion and then y'all let me know what your overall thoughts are. So the event with Eliza sparked my interest in medicine, but my experiences in the healthcare field have inspired me to become an advocate for patients to help them overcome socioeconomic and healthcare literacy barriers as a PA. A career as a physician assistant that could just be PA will be deeply satisfying for me because I can thrive in a fast-paced environment while having a long-lasting impact on my patients. Okay, so this is a... Um, you know, when we think of a conclusion, usually what we think of is like, just summarize what you've said. For a PA a personal statement, the conclusion can be a little bit different and it should really be your last attempt to convince your reader that you are the best person for a spot in their program and a really confident statement of that. There hasn't really been a mention throughout this essay of academic success or preparedness for a PA program. So I'd like to see them mention like, you know, I feel I'm ready for PA school. We have to keep in mind you're not applying for a spot as a PA. You are applying for a spot as a student, and that's the role you want to show that you're ready to take on. So I think this, this conclusion could definitely be stronger. Um, overall, I think the writing is very good in this essay, and I think the content is on track. There are just some areas that could use a little bit more specific um, information and polishing uh, to make sure that they are really showing that YPA. I don't know if we can say specifically YPA and not another medical profession at this time. So, um, yeah, so it's almost like we're writing a little bit more about advocacy than we're talking about kind of YPA. Um, because that, you, again, you can do advocacy in a lot of different medical professions. Um, so I wouldn't talk about anything program specific uh, outside of supplemental applications because this is going to go to every program. Yeah, so again, like this is, again, I think focused more on advocacy than PA specific stuff. So there's room for improvement, but good first draft, really, really good first like stuff to work with. All right, let's move on to our reapplicant career changer, science GPA 3.8, overall 3.52, worked as an EMT degree in education. So this person said they were non-traditional and a reapplicant. So the first thing I want us to notice is uh, this is one big block of text. This is how it was submitted. Um, this is miserable to read. It's terrible. So when you're, if you enter it like this in CASPA, this is how they'll get it. And I guarantee your readers can be like, oh my gosh, what in the world? Um, just because it's so hard to read. So I went ahead and like kind of put in some breaks here because I was just like, I can't do this. Um, yes, please put those enters in. These probably aren't perfect breaks, but this was my like quick skim. Where do I think we could 
break it. Okay, cool. All right, so now we can jump in. Um, okay, you ready? The day began just like any other summer day. My mom and I had decided to work on a few needed repairs on the exterior of my new house. We gathered our supplies and climbed the ladder to the roof. Before I knew what was going on, she had fallen nearly 20 feet from the roof to the ground below. Nightmare. Using knowledge gained from first aid and CPR classes, I quickly assessed the situation and called 911. As I waited for EMS and fire to arrive on the scene, I worked to keep my mom calm. It seemed to take an eternity for the ambulance to arrive, and during that time, I kept wishing that I could do more to help my mom. When the members of the local EMS agency arrived on the scene, I was able to help them prepare her to be transported to the landing zone and wait on the helicopter to arrive. So this is another, like, shock value story, um, which it... You know, you don't have to have a story like this. I did not have a story like this. We can put a link to my personal statement in the chat. Because, um, yeah, I didn't have anything like this. Um, and one thing that's interesting, I think the last essay did this, and we'll see if this one does, is sometimes when you start with this, like, well-formed, descriptive story, and then the rest of your essay, like, doesn't match up to that, it kind of is like a letdown. You're like, oh, like, this started out so engaging, and then it kind of like doesn't keep doing that. Um, okay, so yeah, so I, I agree. Like there's some ways to summarize here. Um, let's see. So yeah, wanting to do more to help. Yeah, I don't have to repeat some of this. So yeah, so I agree. I think some of this could be shortened. Um, again, I would want some context of exactly when this was, like, if it was your new house, I'm assuming you're older, but is that, like, after high school and college, or, like, later, like, I don't know, just some context, is this a year ago, um, something to help me kind of understand the timeline of this would be helpful. Um, so, yeah, you could definitely, a lot of the, like, all of that could be put into one sentence, I agree, um, yeah, this could be shortened if needed. Oh, character count. I did the character count. This one is only 4,034 characters. So they actually have some space to kind of work with when it comes to content. So 4,034. Um, okay. So someone said in a, a private message is talking about my passion black maternal and child health due to a personal matter between my mom and I at birth too specific even if I talk about the PA profession as a whole so it's hard to say like if a certain situation can or can't be put into your essay and it depends on how you do it if your whole essay was about that then that probably wouldn't work but if it is relevant in their space and you still talk about everything else we're looking for then you probably are fine so yeah it's just hard to like one-off say like, oh yeah, that's good. Or don't do that. All right. So again, need a little context, but good start. Let's see where this person goes. As I watched my mom being loaded onto the helicopter, I remember feeling a sudden rush of excitement and fear all at the same time. I probably would take out the exclamation. I don't really like exclamations in a formal essay. I knew that I knew I never wanted to find myself in this type of situation and not be able to help. I never wanted to feel that type of helplessness again. Um, you could take, you just say, 
about helplessness. Like there's lots of ways to shorten, but we won't get into that. I needed to become an EMT so I could help not only my family members, but also the residents of my small rural community. Right then and there, I decided I would enroll in up in the upcoming EMT course being offered. Um, so you, we don't need that. Just the upcoming EMT course is fine. And like, I'll probably make that like in an upcoming EMT course. So, um, I like this because there was an action taken. So, you know, this is what happened. This is how I felt. And this is what I did. So, you know, made some changes. Um, this is an interesting statement. I've heard admissions people say different things about this. Like when you are in this personal medical emergency, that also pushes you to medicine towards medicine. Like you want to be very cautious about how you describe that. Um, I did a podcast with Dr. Alan Platt of Emory. I think he's a doctor. I don't know. He's a PA. Um, Alan Platt of Emory. And he was just really funny because he used the example of somebody saying like, oh, my grandma was so sick in the hospital and she was dying, but I was so excited to do medicine and how it's just this weird juxtaposition that you just have to be a little a little cautious about how you go about that. Um, yes, I like agree that she shares what kind of community she's in. That gives us some context. Um, yeah. And so that's what I was saying, Nicole, like, I agree. Like, maybe, I don't know if that's the time that you, like, say you felt excitement. Um, I just feel that could be taken kind of the wrong way sometimes. Um so this is interesting. This is an interesting comment. This speaks to their experience and seems to be leading to exposure to the PA profession by when they're focusing on EMT strays away from the mission to be a PA. So I think what we'll find out is this person's been an EMT for a long time. Like this is a, a big career change for them. So I think in this case, it's probably a little bit more relevant, but we do like, we need to get to PA pretty quickly. Um, yeah. So agree. Like let's, let's get to PA. Like let's get there. All right, let's move this down. Sorry, I just like to see it all. Okay. Becoming an EMT was a wonderful experience. That's a little vague. That's a little general. I don't know. I'll probably rework that. Um, I gained valuable knowledge and skills. So this is an example of that, like, double thing. All while helping those who are in need of emergency medical attention. I've experienced not only the thrill of helping a variety of patients, but also the heartbreak of losing a patient. That's a great thing to have experienced in medicine before you become a PA. I knew I was providing a very, we, we don't need words like very and really either. Um, I was providing a valuable service to the members of my community and felt proud to, okay, sorry, this is, I have a lot of like wording pet peeves right now. To be able is typically also not needed. So just, it's usually not. Okay, I knew I was providing a valuable service to the members of my community and felt proud to help members, like this is redundant, to help when they needed it the most. I have had the opportunity to respond to all types of calls. Even after nearly 10 years as an EMT, I continue to learn from each and every call on which I respond. That These sentences seem redundant to me. I, this one doesn't tell me enough. This one tells me the same thing with more information. Um, while I knew I was providing a valuable service for my community as an EMT, 
and I really enjoyed what I was doing, I soon realized I wanted to do more for my patients. I had the desire to get more training and expand on my skills and knowledge. All right, so this tells me how they felt limited in their role, but also what they've learned from their role. And I think it's a good overview um, because this is, again, such like a big part of their life and experience. We are going to have a lot of focus there, but we got to like, we got to get to PA um, eventually. So let's see. I'm trying to get caught up with um, chat. Yeah, I think that's fine, Sarah. Um, yeah, okay. Cool. Nothing super relevant in there. But yeah, so I think this I think this is good experience. Um and we want to, you know, figure out when we're going to get to PA. So I think if we shorten these first couple of sentences, then had or paragraphs, then had this one, then we can get into this a little bit sooner. Here we go. During my EMT training, I was given the opportunity to shadow two physician assistants in the local emergency department. Okay, so this is where we're going to add that abbreviation so we can use it throughout. As I shadowed in the emergency department, we just said that, so we can take that out. As I shadowed, I became more interested in the PA profession. Um, okay, I began researching the profession, and the more I learned, the more convinced I became that it was something I wanted to pursue. Um, I need to show y'all what it actually looks like when I edit an essay because I like do a lot of red and like strike throughs and stuff, so I'm not just like changing your essay clearly. Um, I'll show you all one, but as I shadowed, I became, I'm going to switch, the, this is bothering me, as I shadowed, I'm just going to take this out, I began, I began researching the profession, and the more I learned, the more convinced I became that it was something I wanted to pursue, I think that's better, by the time my shadowing in the emergency department came to an end, I fell in love with the idea of becoming a PA, that's cool, but why, like, why? I need to know. The level of care the PAs provided to their patients was excellent. I was also intrigued with the lateral movement that the profession offered, knowing I could work in a variety of settings and help patients suffering from a variety of conditions was very interesting to me. Okay, so this is a good, like, first start to introducing the PA profession. I hear, I learned how you were introduced to it, or this person was, um, and then kind of like a surface level discussion of what they saw, but I need more here, and we have space, so we need more. Yeah, no, I still don't like exclamation points. Um, so let's see. What are we saying over here? Yeah, the word more is in here a lot. I see that. Um, if we submit our essay for review, do you review it or someone else from the PA platform? It depends. So if I, if you, you can request me and if I can do it, I will. 
Um, we have a few of our coaches who edit and some of them edit kind of exclusively and that's all they do. So um, they also will tear your essay up. So I don't like exclamation points in here. Okay, so this is a good start, but I just want more information about how they feel, like what they liked about it. So they researched it and it was something they liked. And I want to know also like what they saw while shadowing. This would be a great time to use an example and tell me, you know, when I was following Megan, I watched as she comforted a boy who came in with a dislocated shoulder. She consulted with the um, collaborating physician on the best way to, um, like, I forgot that said, like, relocate. <laughs> I saw a shoulder dislocation when I was in the ER. That's why it came to mind. Um, to put it back into place, there's probably a better word for that. Um, but I don't like joints and bones, so I don't think about those things. Um, and they discussed the case and decided it would be best to do it under sedation and work together, um, to make the patient as comfortable as possible. So, you know, there are ways to show instead of tell, and that's what we want to think about doing. So this would be a great time to use an example of what that person actually saw as far as the level, level of care and what intrigued them, um, as much as possible. So. Yeah, so the flow's okay. Um, thanks, Corey. We we really tried to be be nice um, and put a lot of good stuff in there, but also a lot of um, you know good stuff. Uh, somebody said, "I can see why it's important to mention YPA early on in your personal statement, but what if you became aware of PA later on in your path? That's fine. Just make the beginning of your path and the discussion of it." short <laughs> to get to that PA part earlier. And I think the, ne the next one we're going to do talks about it early and like does that well. And then somebody privately asked, can we use the real names of the PAs we shadowed or do we need to change the names? You can absolutely use the real names, 100%. Um, and as a reapplicant, should your second essay be different? We'll talk about that in just a second. All right. So somebody says, if there's a way to tie in that last part of the paragraph with an anecdote from EMT, that would be great. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a very good thing. Like, yeah, share something about one of these patients. Um, you don't share patient information. You can make up a fake name if you use something generic like, you know, John, Bill, like something short. So that doesn't use a lot of characters, but just something generic, Mr. A, Mr. K, whatever, like just make something up if you're talking about a patient. Okay, so let's move on to the next paragraph. Okay, my passion to become a PA was reinforced when I broke my leg. While it was the surgeon who performed the surgery, it was the PA who provided the majority of my follow-up care. The opportunity to visit with my PA gave me an even better understanding of the work a PA performs. So again, this is where we could have some examples like, what did that PA do specifically? How did they collaborate with the surgeon? Did they discuss your case? Like, help me understand that so that I have a good understanding, that you have a good understanding. Um, and I would say 
both the last essay and this one are are kind of where a lot of the essays we get start. Like they're a great first draft, but they just aren't digging in and like going deep enough. Like I need more. That's why I write in so many essays. Like I need more. I need more about this. I need more, more, more. Um, which then you're like, I don't have space, but we can figure the space out. Like I can, I can cut an essay down. I've cut a 12,000 character essay down to 5,000 characters. Like we can cut it, but I don't know what my husband's doing. It sounds like he's shaking a, can y'all hear that? Like a jar of coins. No idea. Um, he must be looking for something like a tool, <laughs> whatever. Um, sorry. So yeah, no, we just want you to like get deeper into the why, like just keep going. Um, don't worry about characters. We can, we can figure that out. Um, yes, you can use real names of doctors that you work with for sure. Okay. Let's do this one. I began taking classes while also continuing to work full time. I was able to take summer and evening classes in order to fulfill the requirements for school. So I would just change this to took. Um, with each class. I completed my desire to become a PA grew and I knew God, this that's driving me crazy. And I knew this was the career path I wanted to pursue. I'm eager to begin this new journey and make a difference in the lives of others beyond what I can do now as an EMT. Okay, the other just pause. The other thing that doing this, taking these phrases out does is it just gives you like a more confident writing. Like it just makes you sound more confident. Okay. While my mom's accent was terrifying, it also showed me I am capable of doing more and ignited a love of medicine within me. I feel my past experiences are a perfect fit for the PA profession. I bring valuable workplace knowledge as well as a love for learning and expanding my skills. I look forward to becoming a PA and providing valuable patient care to those who need it most. So like we might could throw a comment in here. I think the comment like Grammarly tells me the comma is kind of like going away. You don't really need it a lot. I think I do a more traditional comma, but um, Grammarly is a great thing to use to check your essay. Um, I don't have it set up on this computer, but it'll show you in any of your writing just very quickly, like very simple things to include or change. Um, okay, so a couple things here. So do we need to mention we are reapplicants? Should they have included how they've improved since last cycle? And yes, as a reapplicant, typically I am going to expect to see that. The question that I have for reapplicants, because the next one's a reapplicant too, that we don't have in this case is, did you get interviews? And how much has changed between cycles? So if you didn't get any interviews and you're applying to the same programs, and I want to know if you were qualified, like, did they ever even read your essay or did they not? Um, but even then, you want to make probably some small changes to make sure it's different because they most likely will compare your essay and your application. And if it looks exactly the same, I don't know why you would expect a different outcome, right? So, like, you need to change stuff. You got to do something better um, or different. So in those cases, you know, I would want to see specifically like what you've done differently. Some supplementals will let you expand on that more. It doesn't need to take up a whole bunch of your essay, but it is something that you can include. 
Yeah, so they could talk more about kind of like how they did in their classes, their academics, being ready for PA school. I think that could be a little bit stronger here as well. Um, okay, so somebody said, basically sum it up, like they don't have any shadowing. Should I talk about lacking shadowing experience? You should go back and watch my last webinar <laughs> where we talked about how to address like weaknesses and how you don't really want to point out like a weakness. You just want to focus on what you do have. And then someone said, how would I know if they read my essay? You're not going to. This is where we have to look at as a whole, like how your application cycle went. If you didn't get any interviews, if you felt, felt like you weren't actually qualified for the programs you applied to, then most likely they didn't if you got weeded out. Um, so it's hard to, you're never really gonna know. And it's fine to talk about other professions. Do we have to mention coursework or academics? I suggested uh, you're applying to be a student. So you do want to make it clear that you are ready to take on the academic side of things as a future PA student. All right. 